Blog Talk Radio. Life's problems that may break or tear heart On Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad y'all able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453. 9118. Or you can listen online at Or you can go to our chat room, which is available right now on Reconnect My Heart. You can send your questions or prayer requests. Also, for those who may be on social media, if you want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, you can go to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. Dot com. That's reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. Also, for those who may be on Facebook, you can go to my page at Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, P-S-M-O-R-A, 
Tim Tom ER. Uh oh. I can't see it. Let me start over. Okay. I hope y'all are able to um see and hear me well. Uh it sounded like I was kinda of going going in and out. So if you can see me or hear me, please let me know at this time. Uh hopefully everything is okay. I know the devil is busy. Um um what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go straight into tonight's episode. Uh this is a um very important topic for those that don't know this month uh February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. So I wanna make sure that y'all are able to hear me. Okay. Um once again, uh, tonight we're going to talk about. I can. Okay, okay, good. She able to hear me. I can. Okay. Uh, this is National Teen Dating Violence and Awareness Month, and excuse me, uh, Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. And uh, what we all want to do, we want to just allow this being the last Sunday for us to really just dive in to talk about it. Uh, what I'm going to do before we go any further, I would please advise you all who may be uh, listening online, I want to ask you if you can go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com so you can see the video version. I do want to give that disclaimer. There are some videos I'm going to show uh, throughout this episode that will be very beneficial for us to really understand about um, teen violence, teen dating violence and awareness. So uh, before I show the first video, I will give you all a time to go ahead and get on reconnectmyheartpodcast.com or if you are on Facebook under Brother Prater. So we're going to go ahead and go on to the first video. Also, what I'm going to do for those who may be on uh, the audio version of Reconnect My Heart, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can uh, just allow the audio of the video to be played. But I would really encourage you all to go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com. I was about um, eight years old when I first met my ex-boyfriend. I was very young and we began dating when I was about 13. I don't know if you can really call it dating, but we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I grew up in suburbia, USA, so everyone in my high school knew everyone else's name. I was kind of the shy girl, but in my junior year of high school kind of started coming out, started getting to know more people and kind of had a crush on the little pop, one of the popular boys. We met the summer after my freshman year when I was home. And at first, he was so nice and amazing. He would always open doors for me, and he would call me all the time. Kind of started to romance me, and he started bringing me flowers, and. I'm big romantic, I love chick flicks, and I love flowers, and I love anything like that. So just 
the dream. Everything a girl could ever want. So we went to this party and we had a good time and he kind of saw me socializing. And it really bothered him to see me in a social setting, talking to other people and giving other people attention. We started going out a lot more and I noticed that when he went out, he got really, really drunk. And when he got really, really drunk, he always wanted to get into fights. I mean, when we would walk down the hall holding hands, I felt more like I was being handcuffed because I worried about the guys I would talk to and I worried about the people that I would meet because I thought he's going to get mad at me for it. He's going to tense up about it. He started to say things. He was like, you've gained weight. You need to lose weight. You are acting inappropriately. Um, you're a liar. I know you're lying about things. I know there's things that you've done that you don't want to tell me about, but I know there's things. I know there's something. I was losing weight like crazy because he was telling me all these things and I was feeling depressed and everything. And it didn't, it's not like it was all at once. So it's not like I really noticed it. But it was just little by little, he was completely just kind of like taking everything out of me. So without really knowing what was going on or where this was leading, I wound up getting myself stuck in this situation. And before I knew it, um, there was there was this this act of violence all of a sudden. And he took me by the arm and he threw me to the ground. He was uh, asking me these questions, squeezing my throat, sticking his finger down my throat. He took me and he dragged me down the stairwell of my apartment building. And I, I opened the, the car door and I was dry heaving because of the pressure on my throat. And he pushed me up against the entryway hall. Um, and just slapped me across the face. And I felt a foot on my back, and I went flying out of the car. He kicked me out of this moving car. He must have been going about 40 miles per hour. So I went flying out. I must have done a somersault, I felt like, in the air. Fell, smacked my head against the asphalt, and saw white. I think I just eventually realized it was one of those things where you're never, it's never going to be a happy situation. And it felt good to think of me and what was going to be best for me in my situation. because a lot of times we hear, <clears throat> me, we hear things on TV, sometimes the media, we hear uh, uh, different things, but for us to be able to see a face with uh, those type of things, it's really heartbreaking. You know, if you really think about it, those young ladies that were on there, they could have been our daughters, could have been our family members. And it was very important for us, for us to be able to acknowledge that these kind of things is going on, and we have to sound the alarm, not just within our homes, but even within our communities, within our churches.
February is National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month. Some may call it TDVAM. This is an issue that impacts everyone, not just teens, but their parents, their teachers, friends, and communities. Together, we can raise the national or the nation's awareness about teen dating violence and promote safe, healthy relationships. It's estimated that one in ten teens will experience dating violence. Okay, had some feedback. Okay, there you go. Cut it down. Okay. It's estimated that one in ten teens will experience dating violence and will and all must take this opportunity to amplify our efforts and shine a spotlight on this important issue. Now get this. What is the impact of teen dating violence? One in three teens in the United States will experience physical, sexual, or emotional abuse from someone they're in a relationship with before they become an adult. And nearly half or 43% of college women report experiencing violence or abusive dating behaviors. Now, this will blow me away. Nationwide, youth aged from 12 to 9 experience the highest rate of rape and sexual assault. But unfortunately, studies show that approximately 10% of the adolescents actually report it. 10% of these babies, they actually report it. They have to report being a victim of physical violence at the hands of an intimate partner during their previous year. Women are particularly vulnerable to experiencing violence in their relationships and are more likely to suffer long-term behavioral and health consequences, including suicidal attempts, eating disorders, and drug use. Adolescents in abusive relationships often carry the unhealthy patterns of violence into future relationships. Indeed, children are more victimized and witness violence frequently bring this experience with them to the playground, to the classrooms, later into teen relationships, and ultimately they will end up the victims of a perpetrator of adult intimate partner violence. Now, these are some of the red flags. Some of the red flags in teen relationships. Unhealthy or abusive relationships may take form, but there is not one specific behavior that causes a relationship to 
to be categorized as such. However, there are certain behaviors that should be cause for concern. Look at some of these red flags, or we call them red flags. Hitting, slapping, or kicking. If somebody do that, they're supposed to love you. Take that as a red flag. Excessive jealousy or insecurities. Invasion of your privacy. Listen, unexpected bouts of rage or anger. Unusual mood swings or moodiness. Pressuring a partner into unwanted sexual activity. Blaming you for problems in the relationship and not taking any responsibility for their actions. In other words, they call something, but they blame you. Listen, controlling tendencies, explosive, explosive tempers, preventing you from going out with others or even to talk to your family and friends. And get this, a lot of times we think about it as adults, but these kind of things happen even in the schools. I had to put a pause on what I was reading just to show you. <clears throat> I was blessed to be able to have the opportunity to uh, speak in some schools uh, for the past number of years. I believe uh, this is going on to the third year. And I got a chance to talk to the counselor and uh, the assistant principal, and she told me even Starting in the ninth grade, there are some that are in an abusive relationship, and that blew me away. I'm like, really? And, you know, as I began to speak to, I believe it was um, a lot of the 12th grade. I think I spoke to the 11th and 12th graders. And one of the things I do, I try to be able to watch my audience, and as I began to watch it, I just felt that there were some that were in there that were experiencing that same type of behavior in their partner or their boyfriend right beside them. I saw a couple of them, and I did get a chance to speak to uh, the counselor afterwards. And I raised some concerns, and, you know, it, it just hurt my heart. Like I said, I'm not condoning it, but you expect it in an adult relationship. But when kids have to deal with it in school, it's mind-blowing. Like I said, that was a learning experience for me. Matter of fact, someone say even yes, even start in, in elementary. Yes. Yes, you know, a lot of times, you know, growing up we might have seen the boy pull the girl hair and everything. He likes her. That's unhealthy. We have to be able to tell our children that that's unhealthy. You know, we are supposed to let our children know that they are important and of course not just our children but you know you know when you go to your children's school you see someone that may be acting a certain way you may kind of pick up on something hey it's our responsibility to let the staff members know hey look this person look like they kind of uh distance or, or they are right you know now of course they may not be your child they may be limited to the information that they tell you but it is our responsibility to bring it to their awareness. So I want to keep on going. Uh, preventing you from going out to talk to other people, like especially 
your friends or even your family, when they make threats, when they make threats to you, one of the things I always say, I don't care if it's an adult or a kid, if anybody gives a threat to you, take all threats seriously and report it. Constantly monitoring your whereabouts and checking in to see what you are doing and who you are with. Also, falsely accusing you of things. Most of the time, when people accuse you of something, that's what they're guilty of. Vandalizing or ruining your personal property. Taunting you or verbally bullying you. Threatening or causing physical violence or physical harm upon you. One partner constantly blaming the other for problems in relationships instead of talking or taking responsibility. Yes. If your partner frequently engaged in these behaviors, it may be a wise thing for you to speak to someone that you may feel comfortable with. And I want to say this, especially to the teens. Now, you may have someone that may be a peer, a peer to you that you may confide in, you may feel uh, confident talking to. That's good, but I recommend also, even though you may tell your friend, I would beg you, please talk to an adult. A lot of times, a lot of these kids, they'll keep it to themselves, and that's the worst thing that can happen. One of the things I'm a firm believer in, when you see something, say something. It's better to say something and it may be a false alarm versus not saying anything and it's a full alarm and something happened and there's no response. So it's better to be it's better to be proactive instead of inactive. Also those who experience or have experience with relationships may be able to provide advice that can help you to determine if you are in danger. Also, if you think that you are in, or excuse me, if you think that you are a victim of abuse, like I mentioned earlier, tell a trusting adult. Also, I would encourage you to document all that occurred that also include pictures in case there might have been some physical uh, assaults or even, like I mentioned, broken property, whatever. Take pictures. Don't just try to retain it in your head. You document everything with date and time. A lot of times, even when you have to take it to court, a lot of times, they want date and time, and also this shows that you mean business. Also, not only document everything, but contact local authorities. In other words, call the police. Get the police involved. <clears throat> and the main thing I always tell people is just going to the, uh, the next one. Now you have contact the local authorities, get a restraining order. And like I said, take all threats Seriously, excuse me. Now, when you file a restraining order, if you put paperwork in a light legally, I would encourage you, do not pull back. There's so many people file cases, but
but because they have a because they have a soft heart or they may have spoken to that person that they they say that they love where they withdraw their charge do not do that listen you are the victim it is not it is not your responsibility to listen to them when they say, well, you know, I promise it'll never happen again. Even if, No. Listen, I'm going to say this. Don't take a chance if they're going to change. Don't take a chance. Well, you know, uh, may, maybe it was my fault. No, 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 no. You cannot blame yourself for the behavior of others. It is not your responsibility. I'm talking to the teens, but I'm also talking to the adults just in case you might be watching and you might be in a situation that's similar to what we're speaking about. Even though we're speaking about National Teen Dating Violence Awareness and Prevention Month, but I want to talk to the adults too who may be in a situation in a toxic relationship and they have pressed charges and they keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I want to encourage you. You cannot stay to try to change the person. That's not your responsibility. That's not your legal nor biblical responsibility. Listen, you can't change grown folks. And I know a lot of times some people may even try to give you a spiritual abuse to tell you, well, your husband is your assignment. Listen here. If your husband or if your wife is beating on you, you need to leave. Don't let anybody tell you you're supposed to stay. Because I guarantee you, and I've had many people, and those who may have been watching this uh, podcast throughout the years, I'm very transparent and I always talk about some of the things that I may have witnessed or some of the uh, counseling I may have to give. And I've had many, especially young ladies, that I have ministered to who have been in an abusive marriage, and they were told by their pastor or by their leader that they have to stay in that abusive relationship. I always say it like this. If that pastor tells you that you have to stay in that abusive relationship and you are his spiritual daughter, just imagine what would he tell his biological daughter if she was dealing with the same situation? She would say, you need to leave. You see you see how double-sided that is? Because when he's dealing with his biological daddy, he's not looking at himself as pastor. He's looking at himself as daddy. But that's the same thing. And this is those who may be ministers who may be telling your congregation that. Do not tell your congregation they got to stay there. Because you know what? What happened if you tell that, that member they got to stay in that abusive relationship? What happened if they end up getting killed? I've had that to happen. I've had that to happen. There was a pastor. There was a pastor that told his member, well, you know, uh, your husband is your ministry. The Bible says sanctify wife, sanctify husband. It is your responsibility to get him saved. And guess what? He ended up killing her. So those that know me, I always, I always believe in taking the word of God in its proper context. I'm going to say it and explain it real quick, then we're going to go back to the, uh, the topic.
But when it says sanctify wife, sanctify husband, during that time when there were married couples, there were married couples already married. During biblical time, they were already married, and then one spouse got saved, and the other one was not, or one of them was introduced to the gospel first. And so they went up to the apostle to ask him, okay, now one member of one member of the spouse has gotten married. Uh, excuse me, have gotten uh, uh, accepted the gospel. Now, what do we do? Do we stay with our unbelieving spouse or no? Do we stay or do we go? And so he broke it down. The first thing was they were married first. The problem was not within the marriage. The problem was within their salvation. There was a conflict within the salvation of the home, not pertaining to their marriage. So in other words, their marriage was solid. So if you are supposed to be a believer of Jesus Christ and you end up supposed to be a believer, but you're going outside of God's will or going outside of, you know, um, just normalcy to try to get somebody who ain't saved to bring them into the gospel. Listen here, that's not your responsibility. You don't need to be going outside to minister to someone to convert them to make them your man or your woman. That's not your responsibility. You need to be compatible spiritually and emotionally and and ethical. So I wanted to just throw that out there. So, so with this, when situations occur pertaining to dating and uh, violence and stuff, just in case you might have been a victim, it is not your fault. Don't blame yourself for what happened. It is not your fault. Also, you are not responsible for people's behaviors or attitude. Also, what happened to you does not define you, nor your value, nor your purpose. I want to take a pause right there. I'm going to go ahead and show the second video real quick. I'm going to show the second video going on right about, matter of fact, cut the mic off. Oh, first, 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 I, I, I want to first give this disclaimer. First, for those who may be on the audio, I want you to go to reconnectmyheartpodcast.com for you to be able to see the video. Also, this is this is a real life case and I want to be very transparent. You know, this is a Christian podcast and everything, but these are victims who survived, who overcame these abuse. So I want to make sure for us to know this is an adult content. And so I want us to be aware. So these are real life Emotional, heart-wrenching uh, testimonies of overcoming, and they're gonna they're gonna be graphic pertaining to how uh, what they dealt with, what happened. So I wanted to make sure that I let you all know before I actually uh, played the video. So now I'm gonna go ahead and play the video. He then, like, put his hand over my mouth and kept going, shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up. 
I was wearing a floor-length skirt, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers t-shirt, and an olive green hooded sweatshirt and a pair of Puma sneakers when I was raped on my dorm room floor. Around the age of five, that's when I began to experience sexual assault. And this guy I was looking at throughout the night came and offered me a drink. That he was about 14, 15 years old. The next thing I remember was being on this mattress. And as I went to open the front door of my car, he put his hand on it and stopped and then grabbed me by the back of the shirt and pulled me into the back seat. That's when he just took the icing off the cake and raped me as a child. And he kept on telling me how much I liked it and how much I enjoyed it. I just remember sitting in the shower for like four hours just trying to like get clean. It took me years to forgive myself and tell myself that I did not let that happen. Girls, boys are killing themselves. And so we have to dispel the myth that this is a gender issue. This is a power issue. It's a type of violence that gets in and destroys you slowly. I didn't even think that I was lovable anymore. I'm dirty, like why would you want to be with me? Like, I've been discarded. There was a point in my life when it, the grief was just too much. I started the act of trying to hang myself and to hear my, myself choking, I couldn't get past it. I don't want a pity party, like this happened to me, but like I got through it. I got into therapy, I have a therapist, I'm in group therapy. It's still really, really, really hard. It's something that has defined me as a woman today and it will continue to define me, but in all of the amazing ways, none of the negative ways. I, I want to make it very clear that every single survivor's story is different and for me, I don't deal with this on a daily basis. Sexual assault takes years, if not a lifetime, to heal from. It is possible to heal. We have to do it on our own terms. It's going to look different for everyone. Don't be scared to, to Say, I need help. With us all together as one, we can change this. I don't even know. No one asked for this, and it sucks that this happens. But um, we can all do better. Okay. Um, when I saw this video, like I said, this was um, this is my first time actually uh, showing some videos on here, and. Uh, when I saw it, um, those, those young ladies were at the age that they could be my daughter. And I think about, you know, uh, as a man, we always, as I like as men or even as fathers, we always want to protect um, our children. We always want to protect them and um, to see those things happen to people, you know, um, it, it's, it's really hurtful, you know, uh, I'm a, I'm a father, biological father of one, but uh, I'm a, if you want to say spiritual father of many, and when I see them, uh, and like I said, it happens to women and uh, boys and girls, 
you know, it's it's heartbreaking. There are some people that are sick around here. There are some sick people around here. They don't care. There are some selfish people. And like I said, we want to be able to uh, talk about it too, for us to be able to look at what does abuse look like. And like I said, a lot of times we'll think about abuse, just the physical abuse. But abuse is not just physical. There's the emotional abuse. There's the mental abuse. There's the financial abuse. There's the spiritual abuse. You know, some of them, they would take your money to make you feel that you are upon them. And like I said, this is not just adults. These are teens. You know, these are, these are our little babies that are going to school just trying to get an education. You know, these are people that's being bullied. You know, right now, this anti-bullying campaign, we've had it, but it's still going on. And we can no longer turn a deaf ear to what's going on, the, the madness that is going on within our communities. Because what happened, it ended up affecting not just the school, but it's coming into our homes. So we have to bring it to our, our people's awareness. Like I said, we have to spread it in our communities, even within our churches. We have to talk about it. You know, and so with that, like I, like I mentioned before, I went to the the video. Want them to know those who may have experienced these things. You know, it's not your fault, and that does not define your identity, your value, or your purpose. You know, I was when I was listening to the video. One of the videos, the young lady was saying that she was shower for hours you know um and i'm just i'm just speaking as a father you know i'm gonna say it like this you never can say what you will or will not do unless you're in that situation and even when you being in that situation you know i don't care how saved i don't care how anointed you are but when somebody messes with your kids, you know, look here, I tell people, I'm Brother Prater. Yes, I am. But if somebody messes with my son, don't look at me as Brother Prater. I'm daddy. <laughs> and so these are some dad's daughters that's being violated. And the bad part about it, most of the time, it's with the men, the boys. But I want to tell those who may be dealing with that, those who may have been a victim of it, like I said, it's not your identity. It does not define who you are. It does not define who you are. I don't care, even if the devil tried to make you feel that you deserved it, the answer is no. You did not deserve it. It is not your fault. And unfortunately, there are some that even walking the streets right now. Sometimes, sometimes the young ladies who have been a victim of this may be so much in fear because they're, they're scared of that person. And unfortunately, unless 
you have evidence and you can be able to pinpoint sometimes some of these dudes would get off scot free. Sometimes some of these dudes, some of these guys, they are so arrogant. They can walk or they can go around the system. And I'm going to say it like this. There's not enough time. There's not enough time that you can be sentenced to make a victim feel, feel victorious case. So it is not defined who you are, nor your purpose. Also, there is some help that is provided where we can be able to uh, uh, get our children some help. These are some of the places. Uh, this is uh, for youth and teen organizations. There are some youth and teen organizations that are taking place. One is called Love Is Respect. Uh, it speaks to a peer advocate to get help. The advocate will ask if you are in a safe place to talk. A lot of these places that I'm mentioning, if you call, the first thing they're going to ask is, you know, right where you at, are you in a safe place? Or if the, if the, if the abuser is there, I want to encourage you. I want to encourage those who may be trying to get help. Do not try to reach out to get help when the abuser is right around you. Go somewhere, get away from that person. Because to be honest with you, I'm going to say it like this. Even when they give threats, they may threaten you. You better not tell them. You better not tell them. I want to tell you this. Tell somebody. Because what they're trying to do, they're trying to get into your head. Because if you don't tell someone, then they isolate you. They will isolate you to try to dominate you. But the reason why they're telling you don't tell nobody is because they know you got help that will dominate them. So that's why they're trying to get into you. If you better not tell, if you tell, uh, you tell somebody, I'm going to hurt your family. But guess what? What if you tell your family, then your family can hurt them? A lot of these pompous, arrogant, knuckleheads are cowards. They'll beat up on women, but they won't deal with a man. So if by chance, Somebody's trying to, if a man is trying to beat up on you or whatever like that, then you do get help. You do get the local authorities involved. Tell the police. Even if you don't have confidence in the police, you still tell. Like I said, document everything. You tell. You Look here. You sing like B.B. King. You tell everybody. Don't just post it on Facebook and do nothing. Please, please, please reach out to get some help. Don't think, oh, well, he was just playing it's cute. It ain't cute. Violence is never cute. Look, even when they be playing, you think they're playing, they're serious. You're not a punching bag. Women, you're not a punching bag. Young girls, you're not a punching bag. You are a human being. You are a, a teen growing to be an adult. You should not deal with that. You were not born or created for that. You are a potential, right now, you are a grooming young lady. You are a young lady in the making. And just in case there may be some guys who may be abused watching this. Because not only do the guys, some of these teen boys, be abused by 
other guys, but also they'll be abused by females. Don't look. They may call you cowards. They may look at you, oh, you being a punk. Don't worry about that. You have rights also. You have rights. You have legal and moral rights. You are a citizen. When you first was born, when you came out your mother's womb, you came out with rights. Physical rights and spiritual rights. So, love is, respect, that's the place that we can get help. <clears throat> uh, love is, respect, safety, planning, guide. Also, I'm going to pull down, um, break the cycle. Break the cycle is to support uh, young people aged 12 to 24 to build healthy relationships and create a culture without abuse. Also, there's something called a thin line. This is a, an MTV's campaign to empower teens to identify and stop digital bullying. Half of us. Half of us also erases awareness about mental health issues and connects students to resources. Stop bullying. Stop bullying also provides information about bullying and cyberbullying, including how to get help. Now, the other place, there's some other place I want to share. Uh, talk to teens. Discussing the warning signs of dating abuse, all kinds. And this is, even if you want to say this is uh, the, not just the children, not, me, not just the parents, but also the teachers, the school staff, the uh, churches, for us to get engaged into the teens' lives, for us to start this conversation. That's one of the things I wanted to make sure that allow this podcast to start a conversation, create a conversation within the home. These are kind of things that we have to talk about. And so sometimes the children may not even know where to start. Sometimes the parent might be naive. They may think, hey, uh, my child don't deal with that, but you never know what they may be dealing with or they may know somebody that may be dealing with it. Create a positive connection to the issues. Talk about the characteristic of healthy teen relationships, not just abusive ones, but also using a, a statistic of, for us to be able to talk about healthy, healthy relationships. Talking about how the media portrays healthy and unhealthy relationships. For example, many popular movies, TV shows, commercials, uh, books, and magazines portray stalking as romantic and harmless, which is a very actual dangerous event. <clears throat> also, I do have to say this. Also, the media will sexualize or even almost like have pornography displayed against our young women. You know, every time you see a car magazine on the front cover, there's going to be some young lady in a bikini. The media. They always display the women as naked, but the men fully clothed. Think about it. It's unfortunate that now, I remember back in the day when I was growing up, 
the young ladies, as far as singers and stuff, they were fully clothed. They had the skills of singing. But now, a lot of these singers or entertainers that may be on the stage now, it's hard to listen to what they're saying because you're seeing what they're saying. One of the things we always tell people, dress how you want to be addressed. And so right now, a lot of these young ladies that may be on uh, the TV, they may have a rap album out. They're displaying all their sexual activities. They're twerking. They're doing everything on the dance floor. And it's hard to even watch a music show right now, an award show, a music award show, because half of the women on there may be naked, and the other guys that may be on there, they might be on there smoking weed or doing all this other crazy stuff. And they think it's normal. They think that it's acceptable. It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking. Uh-oh. Let me see. They said something went wrong. Something went wrong. The podcast went down. I want to make sure. Make sure the podcast still up. Okay. Okay, it's still, it's still up. Okay. So, getting involved. Okay, excuse me. Getting involved even if you don't have a lot of resources. Parents, uh, even other staff, even uh, other students, you may not know exactly what to do, but please talk to somebody. If there's somebody that you know that's, that's in that situation, get them help. Get them help. Please, look, don't abandon that person. Get them help. Getting involved, even if you don't have a lot of the resources, an information table, classroom a discussion, or even school announcement, announcement can get the conversation started. And that also, like I say, even within the church, we have to talk about it because, to be honest with you, a lot of times if a child, uh, I'll say a teen, if a teen is going through something, we should be able to pick it up, watch their behaviors. When we start seeing their behavior change, you know, be concerned. Talk to them, you know, um, befriend them. Let's find out some information. How do I get help? If you know of a teen or a parent that could benefit from speaking to a caring well-trained peer advocate, please contact them, number one, the National Dating Abuse Hotline, a project of the National Domestic Violence Hotline. The number is 1-866-331-9474, or you can text. Love Eels, too. You can text 77054. <clears throat> you can text 77054. And when you text, text Love Eels. They will definitely respond to you. Now, <clears throat> as I get ready to 
um, go to this third video. The third video is a little bit different than the other two. I want y'all to really, really, really uh, pay attention because um, I don't want to spoil it for you, but just be very attentive to this last video, and then it's going to another conversation. Then I have uh, some other things that I'm going to do afterwards. But uh, as I get ready, we're going to go ahead and go to this third video. You're barely 18 years old. Baby, baby, what, what, what's going on? You're not going to believe this. Gina is pregnant. What? Yes. She hasn't been feeling good, and we took a trip to the doctor, which turns out that she's two months pregnant. Can you believe this? She's barely 18, and she should be off somewhere in college. Uh, did, she, did, she, did she tell you who the father is? No. She's been sitting here looking stupid. Can we please talk about this later? No. We're going to talk about this right now. Baby, why don't we give her a minute to take a break and we just come back to this conversation? No, she needs to tell me what's going on right now. This is my only child. I put her through school and everything. And this is how she repays me by getting pregnant? Baby, look, I know you're upset and she's wrong, but I'm not saying she's not. I just think that you need to take a break for yourself and we can come back to this conversation. Thomas. Yeah? How many kids do you have? What you mean? Answer the question. Two. Where are your kids at? Kimberly is in college, and Mark is all the way overseas. You already know this. Exactly. Both of your kids are doing pretty good in life. Do you know what it feels like? This child is my only hope, my life sacrifice. They won't accept her with a pregnant belly. Why are you so calm? Do you not understand what's happening? Hey, listen, I do understand, but anger's not the best way to go about this. I, I don't even know why I'm talking to you. Gina, you need to let me know what's going on right now. Who's the father? Where's he work? And when is he coming to pick you and his baby up? Mom, please stop. Stop? You should have told whoever to knock you up to stop. Gwen, I think you're going too far with this. Can you just calm down? You're scaring me. Oh, I'm scaring her? She wasn't scared when she was having intercourse, so I don't understand why she would be scared about this conversation. Gina, you have to the count of five to let me know what's going on, or you're getting out of my house right now. Mom, please. One, two, three, what is it? Four. What are you looking at Thomas for? Thomas can't save you. Now you need to tell me who got you pregnant or you're getting out of my house right now. Mom, I don't know. You don't know? How many men have you been with? One. I don't know. Oh, well, you don't know. You're getting out of my house right now. Okay, I'll tell you. Okay, tell me. Gina, what are you saying? Thomas, why is Gina looking at you? I, I, I don't know. Thomas. Thomas, did you, did you get my daughter pregnant? No. No, 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 I didn't. No. Gina, did Thomas get you pregnant? 
Gina, answer me! Yes. sex with a minor is against the law? Yeah, but, man, I was drunk. That's no excuse. You know what? Turn around and put your hands on the car. You're under arrest. Really? I was drunk. You're so lucky. You're lucky this officer was out here. Otherwise, you'd be dead. Ma'am, I'm going to need to speak to your daughter so we can resolve this conflict, okay? Yes. Let's go. Come on. The moral of the story, we live in a time and age when it's hard to trust anyone, even the people we love or even fell in love with. As parents, we need to pay attention to our kids. No matter how much you love someone, your kids must come first. You never know someone's intentions. Parents, you should build relationships with your kids. Have regular talks and make them feel comfortable. So in the event anything ever happens, they feel comfortable coming to you in an emergency. Thank you for watching. And make sure to like and subscribe so you can always see the new video when we upload. Vid Chronica videos are amazing. Buy your piece. Like and share this video so others can receive the message. And remember to always let love lead the way. <sighs> A lot of times these kids go through things at school, but I wanted to make sure that I brought up not only what they what they go through at school, but even what they go through at home. I want to encourage those who may be uh, dating someone, those who may be considering marrying someone, make sure you do your homework on who you marry and who you're dating. You need to make sure you know who they are, but also you need to be very attentive to your children's response. If you don't know these guys, don't let them keep your children. You cannot allow your children 
to be a sacrificial lamb. You shouldn't try to see how much he going to love you by having him to babysit your kids. And a lot of times, they don't even care about your kids. They just want to get you or get what's between your legs. You have to understand these these people, and I'm very passionate about it because when I see that work, when I was up there in the jails, I worked on the abuse floors. I want to I ask you, you may be ma- – look, I'm not talking about those who – are already married, been married for 45, 55 years, and you with the um, you with the children's father. Okay, that's fine and dandy. Even if you are with the children's father, you still watch him. If you don't trust him, if you already know how his behavior is, and just like the video says, use the excuse, well, I was drunk, all that stuff. When they have an altered ego or when their ego has been altered, you still monitor them. But for those who may be single, and I'm just going to keep it real, a lot of these women that may be watching this video right now, they talk about, I'm engaged to this guy, or I'm, uh, 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 he my boo, and you knew him for three weeks. Do you really know him? Have you done a background check upon him? But how in the world you say you're going to marry him, but you haven't done a background check? I'm not just talking about what he's saying. No, you do your homework and check him out. Don't feel like, well, you know, uh, everybody got a pass, but guess what? Sometimes people pass and come back and take you out of your future. Take you out of your future or your present. But especially when you have children, if you're not going to do it for your sake, do it for your children's sake. I've seen too many children and you know what's happening? The children end up being abused. How many times we've seen on the news where the guy end up beating up on the girlfriend's child and killing them? And guess what? The guy end up going to jail, and that mother just sitting there looking all sad and pitiful. That's your child he killed. Not his. That's your child he killed. That's your child that he's harming. Listen. That ain't love if you got to, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick it out. Or he's a good provider. Look, I, I hate, I hate, I hate for somebody to speak up for somebody else. <clears throat> Always trying to, well, you know, uh, you know, he, every, you know, everybody make mistakes. Put it, put it using it as an excuse. Oh, my. They said you can't hear me. They said you can't hear me. Two, one, two. That dirty devil. One, two. One, two. One, two. Can you hear? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, I got it. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. I didn't know. I want to encourage because we just saw the video. We just saw the video of earlier, the first who would talk about things that were going on within the schools. But now, we seeing the teens, what they got to deal with within the home. I want to encourage those who may be uh, dating, those who may be engaged, those who may feel like, well, you know, uh, I, I met somebody. I'm going to go ahead and get married. I'm going to go ahead and get married now. Do you really know him? Do you know him or do you know her? And especially if you got children, your children are your children are holding you responsible. 
Your children are begging for you to do your homework. If you're not going to do it for your sake, do it for their sake. Do you really know who you're dealing with? Do you know who you're dating? Do you know who you're trying to marry? You cannot allow your emotions to override sound judgment. And you just say, well, you know, I love him. Or you can hear me now. Thank you. You can't just say, well, you know, God sent him, but he ended up treating your kids like like crap. Please, please do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework. Do your homework on these people that you're dating and you're involving your kids. Don't let your kids be the sacrificial lamb. Like I was saying a few minutes ago, a lot of these women are dealing with guys they don't even know. Have you done a background check on the guy that you potentially dating? And don't use the, well, you know, he told me about this, he told me about that. Look, you do your homework. Don't, don't just go by what he say. You check the records. That's public record, public information. You end up, you having your kids with you. Then all of a sudden you meet some joker and you let him come in, stay with you, and now you're finna get ready to go to work and you want him to watch your kids? You barely know him. How do you think your kids going to know him? Your kids don't know him nor trust him. Don't you know kids tell the truth? Kids discern and pick up on things. But what God is showing you these red flags, God is showing you these red flags, and next thing you know, you just, well, the devil is beating. No, God is sounding the alarm. Let's know. Wake up and smell the burnt coffee. And you know what happened? A lot of these women, they're allowing their kids to get hurt or killed. And you know what happened? These guys getting arrested while the woman is getting booked in, too. And guess what? He didn't kill his child. He killed your child. He didn't harm his child. He harmed your child. You have to understand, we are living in perilous times. The devil is busy, but guess what? A lot of times we give him the fuel. Listen. Quit being so easy to be conned. Don't let your guards down. You check it out. You check it out. You get people involved. Get people involved in your life. Because we know about the, what the Bible says, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. That's what he's going to do. So if he's going to divide and conquer, guess what? That guy that you just met, you said, well, you know, uh, he just got out of prison. Okay, but he, you let him stay with your children? But guess what? You let him stay with your child, but you said that he went to jail. He, he had a weed case, but come to find out when you did some investigation, come to find out he was in there for child molestation, sexual assault. But you trusted him. You trusted him. You gave him your trust. He didn't earn it. You gave it to him. And guess who's suffering? Your child. Now what happened? Now you caused a dissension between you and your child because your child can't trust you. Women, wake up and smell the burnt coffee. Quit making these stupid decisions. Call it like it is. Stupid decision. Selfish decision. Dealing with some guys, you don't even know them. 
you 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 don't even know his real name. You know his nickname. You know his street name. I mentioned a couple a uh, couple weeks ago, or a couple months ago. I was at work one day as I'm getting ready to get out, and there was this lady that was at the jail information. She was about to get arrested. She up here trying to get into it with the officer that's behind the behind the uh, gate. She getting into it with him because he can't find her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. He can't, he can't find her boyfriend in the system. Guess what the name she gave the officer to look up. It was either black or like J, just just an initial. I can't remember because when I found out, that irritated the mess out of me. But guess what? She was pregnant by him. The officer asked her, "Do you know his address?" No, I don't know. What is his mama? What is his mama name? I don't know. What's his last name? I don't know. I just call him Black. But he knocked you up. Girl, what is your main problem? Look, you open up your legs before you open up the public record to see who he is. Women, you got to stop being so naive. That's crazy. That's crazy. There are some guys that's going to play games. Are all men dogs? No. Are all women dogs? No. Cheating has no gender. That's a spirit. That's a selfish person. But understand, even if you say, well, you know, God sent him. No, let me tell you something. God will send people, but also the devil will too. God will send you a blessing and the devil will send you a distraction. Which one is which? You can't make hard decisions with your heart. You got to use your head. I'm tired of seeing these innocent kids getting hurt or even sometimes these women put their men first and they end up losing their children now their children are lost in the system it's selfish but you say you say you love him you taking instagram pictures you taking facebook pictures you take more pictures with your man than you do with your children and look here you know your child longer than you know this guy right here you don't know anything about him you just assuming you just assuming you don't know anything about him. Right now, you're not even with him. You're not even with the real man. You're just with the representative. True love don't hurt. You got to do some investigating. You got to do some discerning. Because a lot of times what happens, you don't see the worm in the apple just when you bite off the, uh, the skin. Just when you pull the... Just when you pull the the skin off the apple, it does not reveal the does not reveal the worm. I'm gonna call it a snake. Same thing. The worm is a miniature snake. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you something. Understand these people. They may not do anything right now. A hungry bear won't attack. Excuse me. A full bear won't attack you when he already ate. When he's going to attack you when he's hungry? Right now you're feeding him already financially, sexually. You give him a place to stay. But wait when he gets hungry, when you can't provide for him anymore, 
when you don't have the money coming in like you like you used to. When your figure eight turns to a figure O, when you turn them down for six, then guess what? Now that bird gonna start starving. Then that's when he's gonna attack you. We gotta wake up and smell the burnt coffee. Wake up and smell the burnt coffee. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna um I'm gonna get ready to share something with y'all. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this um testimony that was um I received the I received the um a testimony and uh, this is from uh we're gonna call her Candy. A young lady by the name of Candy. She's actually a teenager. And I want to read what she wrote. And she wanted me, she gave me permission to um, read this out. And I hope that just in case you are a parent, I want you to really let your children hear from another teen. And this is one right here. And it reads like this. It says, hi, I'm Candy. And I'm telling you my story. Two years ago, I started smoking weed, which caused me to be more irritated. So my mom sent me to a place to get help, but I didn't fully recover. Started school, and there was a lot of temptation everywhere. I was surrounding myself with the wrong people. So I started smoking, vaping pens, and it got real bad to where I was skipping classes to do it. I started to do I started to do it a lot because it felt good at the moment. But it wasn't doing me any good. My absences got so bad that where they were I I was probably excuse me, my absence got so bad to where they said I probably would have to repeat my grade. So my mama sent me to a place again, to that place again to get help. And it helped me learn how to cope with not wanting to smoke again. It helped with my anger, depression, and anxiety. I learned to try to be open about things like if I'm feeling anger. They taught me to use breathing techniques or something I'll do something, excuse me, or sometimes do I'll do something that I like that would help me cope with wanting to harm myself because it was hard. I would cut myself, I would cut myself and not wanting to be here anymore. But at that place, Ms. B taught me positive self-talk. She taught me positive self-talk to help when I was feeling any of those things. She told me to try to communicate. She made me feel to say to anyone who's feeling or is doing these things, try 
to communicate to someone you feel you can talk to, to express yourself because holding it in will make it better. And that's from Candy. And so right now, these are some of the things that our children are dealing with at school as well as at home. So we are not only our brother's keeper, but we are also our children's keeper too. So with that being said, I want to go ahead and I'm going to go to the phone line and then we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Hello, hello. Welcome to Reconnect My Heart. You're on the air. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I don't know if I'm – is this – is it – am I on, June? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You're on. Okay, okay. I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, no, a, a great show um, and uh, very heartfelt, and uh, I can uh, hear the passion in your voice, um, especially when you uh, begin to talk uh, specifically to the mothers and and how they need to take charge of uh, not only their lives, but – take charge of the protection of their children's lives. Um, but I just wanted to say one, I want to give you kudos for um, the the last part and the first part of, of what I've heard um, as far as telling the children or telling victims um, to tell somebody. Um, that's one of the things I have. Uh, I have many daughters now, but uh, three, three daughters uh, before I got married, but now I have many daughters. Uh, grand grandbabies and uh, an additional daughter who married my wife, and uh, but one of the things I always tell them is, is I don't care. Like you said, I don't care what the perpetrator says. If the perpetrator says don't tell, that's the reason is is because they want to keep you isolated. That is a trick. But like you said, behind that is your health. So you tell somebody. So then, you know, <laughs> I know you're passionate. But, uh, you tell somebody, yes, so they can stop them. But, but I know you went a little bit further <laughs> because you're like, hey, I want this to stop now. So I get it. I'm passionate about things myself. Uh, um, but I, I thank you for this message because young ladies and young men, uh, but being a father of many daughters, um, I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate this lesson. Because we need to let our daughters know, um, don't get, don't let any perpetrator, any person, I think they're isolated. There's help. I don't care if it's a teacher. I don't care if it's, uh, uh, um, you know, someone at the girls and boys club, whatever. Tell somebody so that you can get out of this trap because that's all it is, is that person, that spirit that's in that person is trying to trap you. And so no matter what, I, 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 this this was the key that I told my daughters. If someone tells you not to tell, that's when you know to tell. <laughs> but that's pretty much it. I appreciate this conversation, and uh, like I said, it's one that's needed. Um, it's going to help a lot of mothers and help a lot of children, um, and because we have a, a lot of abused children, because the perpetrator is looking for what an opportunity, and like you said. It's it, more than not that perpetrator is going to try to pick someone weaker than them that's a child and someone that they can influence very easily. So this is an awesome, awesome message and one that needs to be taught. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, I, I definitely appreciate you, and I hope that, um, you know, even this right here, this help us to be able to go on and move on, for us to be able to um, enlighten so many people. And I, I do have to say this, um, even if when he was talking, I felt the need to say this because this has happened. A lot of times there's been people in key positions or professional uh, professional positions that may have done some things to an adult or to a child, and you feel like but that person has great influence. It could be someone that's in law enforcement. That person has great influence. They will not believe me. You know, if I if I report, if I told. No, tell somebody. It doesn't matter who it is. Eventually, somebody's going to believe you, even if the third person don't believe you. Like I said, write down things, notate things. And also, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about protecting, protecting our children. And, and, and you know what? I, was, I had a father nation before I even became a father. Uh, I, I've always been like, that, that's me. And so with that, we have to be very careful because these are innocent people, innocent kids. And like I said, not just talking not just talking to the young ladies, but also talking to the guys. You know, if you are dealing with something, hey, say something. You know, it, you know, most of the time, a lot of guys that deal with abuse will suppress it because, you know, they're going to look at us crazy. Well, you going you going to tell, you know, you're supposed to be a man, you know, don't worry about that. Tell. But also I do want to say for those people, male or female, come here, male or female who may be abusers, if you are that abuser, I want to ask you, I want to beg you, get some help. Get some help. Those that know, I'm going to say it because, um, you know, I did with it at work. I didn't know this until I began to start taking a class about mental health. But a lot of times, a lot of the guys, if they're taking psychiatric medication, it will not allow them. Some medication will prevent them from getting an erection. So what will happen, they will refuse to take their medicine because it will prevent them from getting an erection, and they would rather not take their medicine so they can go ahead and get, get into some sexual activities. And so a lot of times what happens, you get somebody not taking their psychiatric medication, and they sometimes they may substitute it for some type of substance such as drugs or alcohol. And then next thing you know, you have a walking time bomb. So I want to talk to those abusers, male or female. Please understand, you can't change anybody. You can't make somebody do something that's not in them. And also, if you want to be in a relationship, you want to be in a relationship where there is love, not fear. Fear is not going to have somebody to respect you. Fear is actually having you to be in a situation where you end up having your days numbered. Because when people are in fear and when people are scared, sometimes they fight. 
And a lot of times, they're not going to fight even. And so you want to be respected. And I'm going to tell you something. What I found out, sometimes it's a cycle because someone may have grown up in in an abusive environment. And because they did not get the professional help that is needed, then what happened, what, what we always say, hurt people hurt others. And so it's very important for for those who not just the abusers, excuse me, not just those who are abusing people, but also those who were abused to get some professional help. There's nothing wrong getting professional help. There are even Christian counselors that can be able to give you the help that is, that is needed. So I want to ask each and every one who may be uh, a listener, who may be an you know, uh, an abuser or a victim. It's good to be able to share a testimony of what you know, what you overcame and everything. But also, you want to make sure that you're able to have everything detoxed by even, like I said, getting yourself evaluated to make sure so that way those things won't revisit again. So I want to encourage each and every one who may be watching this video, please have the conversation with your children. I want to encourage the leaders of the churches, have the conversation with your congregation, have the conversation with the parents, and also even as parents, and I'm included, for us to be able to even watch our children, watch those that are around us even more, those who may stay close to a school, be able to watch, because sometimes those perpetrators, you know what they'll do? They'll soak around these schools. They'll try to come in, try to come in flashy to entice our young ones. So this is the time for us to be able to really just utilize this as a teachable moment to strike up a conversation. And for those who may be watching, um, I always, I always believe in closing out the episodes with Romans 10 and 9, just in case you may be listening you may not you may not have ever been to church before you may not have never went to uh went to church may have never heard about jesus christ i want to encourage you i want to invite you i want to introduce you to jesus christ roman 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the lord jesus christ as our savior and believe in the heart that god has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Also, I want to tell each and every one who might have been a victim or an abuser, I'm praying for you. But also for you to understand that regardless of what your past is, it does not have to change your present or your future. I want you to understand that this is the opportunity for us to even, like I said, to network or even to conversate, for us to be able to start having our communities change for the better, to have our communities change, because this is the time for us to be able to do it. This is a great opportunity for us to be able to have this conversation, for us to be able to start making changes so that way, we, like I always say, for us to be proactive, not reactive or inactive. And also, even for those who may be uh, dealing with these things, those who may be a, a, a victim, I'm praying for God to bring healing to you right now. 
I'm praying for God to help you to be healed and also even with the idea of being able to love again. Because sometimes the devil will try to use what happened to make you cloud if you're worthy of love, if you're worth, if you're deserving of love. And like I said, sometimes people hold on to so much guilt. And not just the people who you don't know. Sometimes it's the people that you do know. Sometimes it's the people that is related to you. So that's the reason why for us to have these conversations. Because right now, this is the time for us to be able to start having our children, having our people help and healed. And so as we get ready to pray, we're going to give everything to God right now. Be having the Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on tonight. We ask you, our first of all, God, to help us in every area of our lives right now. Help us mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we're speaking right now, God. You see the needs, the concerns of your people. God, there are those who may be watching right now, God. Those who might have been a victim as a, as a team. Even those who may can't move beyond what transpired. So, God, we speak right now, God, that you help them right now, God. God, we know, God, that was the trick of the devil. God, help those who may be blaming themselves, God. Remove the guilt. Remove the weight from them right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be feel like they're they're uh, they're useless, those who may feel like there's no purpose for them, God, we speak, God, that you revealed their purpose and their identity in you right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. Even with the devil meant for evil, God, help them, God, to be able to use it for your good, for their good right now. In the name of Jesus, and say about everything you stand for, we bind every affliction, bind every future right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we speaking for healing right now, God. Healing from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Even what the devil have tried to do physically, there are some who may have been uh, uh, damaged physically. So, God, we speak right now, God, that you heal right now, God. Bring your healing hands right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speaking, God, for right now, God, even in the hospital room, those who may be sick, God, touch and heal their bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we even hold up Sister Bridget right now, God. God, we hold up right now, God, the, the pastor, first lady right now, God, crochet right now, God. We hold her up before you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we speaking, God, for those who I don't even be knowing about, God, those who may be sick that I don't know about. We're holding them up before you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, line up every cell, every tissue, every organ right now, every muscle, every bone, line up with healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus, we speaking right now, God. Bring deliverance, bring victory right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're speaking right now, God, that you comfort those who are grieving right now, God. We're speaking right now, God, that you comfort the Robinson family right now, God. Lord, we're speaking, God, that you comfort them right now, God. Continue to comfort the Carter family, God, the Jones family right now, God. In the name of Jesus, the Horton family right now, the Calhoun family right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Comfort them. The Turnick family right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the, the testimony coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord, for the conversation right now, God. And, God, help us, God, to be fixated on you right now, even what's going on overseas right now, God. 
We speak it right now, God. We speak it right now, God. Put your head in protection around them right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God. That cooling heads prevail, God. We speak it right now, God. That you minister to the person right now, God, who may be causing problems or conflict right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you intervene right now, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of the intervene right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony coming from this right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for a blessed week, a productive week right now in the name of Jesus. And we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and everyone who tuned in. For those who may be um, uh, interested in getting in contact with me, feel free to catch me, um, uh, Brother Prater. You can catch me on Facebook. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and also my uh, videos. Also, you can go to the store section of, excuse me, you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. That's brotherprater.com. Uh, you can see my daily devotions and also my videos and also my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can see my book, um, A Few Good Men, The Path to Godly Fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men their needs and their responsibilities, and also uh, it helped young ladies to be able to be able to identify the qualities of a potential future husband or present or future father to the children, to present future children. Also, uh, the other book, uh, "The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper," uh, "The Love Beyond Life." This is. Um, a uh, tribute to my sister Sheila Prater, who was uh, tragically killed um, due domestic violence. And so, um, I'm those that, like I said, those that don't know me, uh, I'm very passionate about uh, what I speak about, and I want to see the will of God in the people's lives. So, um, I thank you all so much for allowing me to be into your homes, and also what I'm gonna try to do is try to put the information pertaining to. Um, what I spoke about, I'm gonna see if I can tag it into um, the column, either through the video or also through the audio. And I hope that something that was said to, like I said, strike up the conversation. Have that conversation with your children. Have your conversation. Have that conversation with the kids that you know, the kids that um, you may be influential to, and also not allowing this to be uh, set. On the ground. So I want to thank each and every one of you all for allowing y'all to uh, let me be in your homes. And thank you, thank you, thank you for re- listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you and good night.